0: Hi, everyone. It's me, Jessica. We wanted to give you a heads up and let you know that the audio for this episode got a little wild. Um, We recorded this over a month ago before all of the quarantines and everything and didn't realize while we were recording that things got a little freaky Friday on us. Um, We did the best that we could to clean it up, but it is what it is. Huge thank you to our editor, Danny for salvaging the episode and making it listenable. Um, Anyways, thanks for your understanding. We hope that you enjoy the episode and... um, Hope everybody's staying safe.
1: Hello! Welcome to the Soldier Podcast.
0: A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens.
1: My name is Eric Lefebvre,
0: And my name is Jessica Chicero.
1: And this week we looked at
0: well we are joined by oh that's right yes okay <laughs> yeah. i didn't know
1: we were doing the join by sorry shelby <laughs> shelby murray i mean she can introduce herself
2: hi it's me i'm shelby Murray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome so like who, who are you
2: um i play in a band with eric cloth sad girls club and and lousy advice I'm like, oh, we're, two. <laughs> we're two bands <laughs> and yes. i'm here talking about a movie mm-hmm. with
1: some of my favorite humans oh yeah
0: and what movie did we watch this time
1: <laughs> yeah freaky was
2: it?
0: friday freaky friday
1: bum, 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 bum,
0: bum. my dumbass <laughs> didn't realize that this movie has been made four fucking times yeah four times every i thought it was like twice and then like i like was like on my roku and i was like all right freaky friday where is this at and i was like three what and because they like we <laughs> made it two years ago yeah. and and so we're like okay well we'll do all three it's fine because like i there wasn't a lot of substance to the first one right but then you were like oh no there's four and i was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah. and so i googled it and there's fucking four yeah
1: There's four Freaky Fridays. So similarly to A Star is Born, we're just cutting out (laughs) two full films.
0: And then we can always revisit it later if we want to. But we are doing the important ones today.
1: Yeah. So it starts with the Jodie Foster, Mm -hmm. 77 or 76? 77. 77. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster. The year Punk was born. Yeah, truly. And then (laughs) the Lindsay Lohan um, 2003 version.
2: The year Punk was reborn.
1: Truly. Yeah. Yeah with uh, good with charlotte and newfound glory. Good oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what what
0: like what bands were they talking to each other like, "Oh, have you heard this band?" Oh. Like the like super gatekeepery conversation <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, yeah, you know this band?" "Oh, well, I mean, like I have their B-sides." And I, I was love like, the "Oh my god." Yes,
1: it was the Ramones and the White Stripes. <laughs> oh,
0: oh yeah. And and the, I can't stand the White Stripes because on the bass, have a bass player. player. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah!"
1: <laughs> It's so silly. <laughs> um,
0: fun. Well, I we'll get into it later. But um originally that character was supposed to be a goth girl, <gasps> but then Lindsay Lohan was like, Nobody likes goth, nobody can relate to being a goth. Like, this is just not gonna work. And then she showed up to the um the audition in like Amber Crombie and Fitch clothes and everything, and they were like, um, mm-hmm. we wanted a goth person, and she's like, Yeah, huh This is this is what's gonna happen. And then they rewrote that character the oh. way that they were for because they were like Oh yeah, you're right. This works.
1: What
0: a Yikes. Yeah, right. And I mean, but she was like on I mean, point because like that's when like like you're saying like Good Charlotte and all this stuff. And then like yeah, it was just a couple years before like uh American Idiot and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah, I know but, yeah. it was all the ephemera, Yellow Card, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, but Switchfoot. <laughs> oh, it's a very God. Switchfoot
1: movie. Do you guys remember Switchfoot? That's
0: Christian kind of Rock. I yes. do because. They're like do you, uh, like those Christian like stupid school. like what's
1: up, queens? Yeah.
0: <laughs> not even gonna. We already talked about religion. I know there is
1: okay. So go listen to the Grinch. We're gonna jump in, <laughs> but legit though, there is still a good Switchfoot song. It was that big first hit. It's still red. How does it go? I forget. I'll listen to it and I'll yeah uh, send we'll it to me because
0: yeah. I'm I'm blanking.
1: It's yeah. I'll find it. We'll find it. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, let's. We will not
0: link that in our show notes.
1: <laughs> you can go find it. It's everywhere. <laughs> Um, Uh, all right, should we jump in?
0: Um, yeah, is there anything else?
2: I also think that the White Strips would just get a basis.
0: And here we go, let's get into it! In the heart of White Suburbia lives the self-centered Andrews family who struggle to find connection and understanding with one another, especially the mother, Mrs. Andrews, and her daughter, Annabelle. One freaky day, their conflict reaches ahead, causing the two to swap bodies and literally live in each other's shoes. The pair quickly realize they must pretend to be each other for the day as to not arouse suspicion, confident they'll be able to live each other's lives better than the person themselves.
1: Mrs. Andrews as Annabelle goes to school and experiences the horror of being bullied and the frustration of adapting to new technology. Annabelle, as Mrs. Andrews, faces an overwhelmingly packed schedule, an uncomfortable and unnecessary romance with a teenage boy, as well as the horror of an overwhelmingly shitty husband. In a moment of panic, Daddy Andrews makes Mrs. Andrews cater a big work event with three hours notice, a police chase sends their family VW through the LA River and into a lake, and Mrs. Andrews does some sick-ass water skiing. This Friday sure was freaky! freaky. Wow. What oh. did you think of this movie, Show me. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it for so long, just in my head, thinking every time I saw the dad, male chauvinistic pig. And then when Mrs. Andrews, who was Annabelle, finally says this about her own dad, who's just like, male yeah. chauvinistic pig. And the little brother's like, who? And she's like, your dad. She's just like, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes, he was the worst. He
1: was the worst. Yes. the worst.
0: Okay. There's so much to say about that motherfucker because, like, okay. So, it's super interesting. Um So, for, for reference, in my notes, I have Mama Belle. That's Annabelle as the mom. So, Mama Belle. And then Anna Mom <laughs> is... So this is going to get so <laughs> confusing. So I know. But I, I managed to, like, separate them out. So, don't worry. It's okay. I could <laughs> put you all through that, but that's what it was in my notes. And it was confusing as shit. But anyways, yeah. So, that's interesting because in the very beginning, Annabelle is, like, oh my dad is the most beautiful person in the world like she says something like that and she's like putting him up on this pedestal right so then like as she lives in her mom's body and realizes what he puts the mom through then she's like he's a i didn't even realize that she would have known the the term because the way that her character is but she's like he's male chauvinist pig and fuck him and your dad sucks so yeah i really
1: liked that I did too. I I I will say I fully loved that she was just like, fuck my dad. He sucks. Like, I can't believe he treats people like this because to her, she's like his little girl. Right. So now like the weird transition of like familial person to object of desire in the switcheroo of the body shit was hella weird too. Well, she was the daughter. And then as soon as she became like the wife. It was like she's like daddy and he's like, ooh.
0: That was so right. That was all oh, fucked gosh. up.
1: Like, ew.
0: And like you could see like every time, like I first she's like, oh you called me daddy, right? And then like later on, he like he gets more into it. Yeah, he's and like we that black, black
1: lace thing that, that I like.
2: Fucking disgusting. No ma'am. Like, I can't right now. I fucking can't. Like uh. yeah. every male in that movie made me uncomfortable. Every single one
1: correct yes no it was it was garbage
2: and it also sucked
0: that the person that like figured it out or whatever was the little boy Mm -hmm. yeah because there's that point where he's just like oh it's okay you know like we fight but i still love her you know i can't hate her and so it's a fucking young child a little man that teaches Annabelle, teaches the women, like, oh, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to hate each other. You don't have to do the whole thing. Because presumably, the whole reason that this whole body swap happens, right, is because of the conflict that's going on between the women. And yeah. we don't, like, uh, we don't really see women being nice to each other. Like, totally. I mean, like, maybe in the very beginning, mm-hmm. like, before the switch, where it's, like, they're just talking shit on their moms, right? Yeah. And then from then on, it is, like, every fucking woman for themselves.
2: Totally yeah totally
1: so it does suck that it gets re-centered back on like a male person well because
0: we don't know what we're doing so like you know they we need to be told what to do what
2: i need some clarity yeah i need a man to tell me
1: yeah exactly if you don't tell me how am i supposed to know well i also will say because i was starting to write like oh this was written by a man and it wasn't (gasps) I didn't know that. I know. Wait, the script wasn't? The script was not written okay, by a Okay, this
0: was based off of um, a book. By and Mar- it was like the... Movie came out like pretty much right
1: after. So Mary Rogers wrote the book and the screenplay. And the screenplay? She was both. No! So, so they got the original, oh, they got the original author for the book to write the screenplay for the Jodie Foster version. Uh, I know, cause there's a lot of this that I was like, it was like, of course yeah. a man would think this, like this is gross. And then it'd be like, nope, written by Mary Rogers. I'm like, oh, wait,
2: how what? disappointing. I
1: know. So I do like that in the story, she did write pretty much every single man we see to be shitty. Like the men are consistently bad and shitty the whole time. Yeah. What I didn't like is that there wasn't much call to it from any other character besides the chauvinist pig line for the most part. The men yeah. were allowed to be trash and get away with being trash the entire time.
0: Well, and it's presumed that that's that's just how it is. Exactly. Right? It's like the- you know, when when Daddy, his whole, uh, and I'm just going to call him Daddy. It's gross. Yeah. And yeah. it just reminds me of who he is. But like the whole time he's like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. Uh, like, this is my big business thing and I'm working, honey. And then like she, like the mom, when she's still in her body, right? Comes in and she's like, oh, well, I was thinking, then you should do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, giving the assumption that she's been helping him mm-hmm. along, the, along the way, right? Oh, yeah. And then he is like, he's just pretty much told her, uh, shut up and look pretty.
1: No. Okay. I... He,
0: Verbatim. I I
1: wrote down a line too. It's honey, please, no more help. You just you just showing up looking beautiful as usual and I'll handle the rest.
0: I do my job and you do yours. I do my
1: job. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go do my job and you do yours. Like when cool 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 cool.
0: She's been helping him this whole time, right? And so then He fucks something up later on, right? He fucks Mm -hmm. up the caterer for this event, right? And supposedly, like, his whole fucking career is based on this one thing, right? And so, like, he fucks up the caterer and then he calls her up, who now it's, like, his daughter in the mom's body, right? And he's, like... Hey, you have three hours and you have to cater for like 30 or however many people. Um, thanks.
2: Love ya. Also, he was the one that fucked that up. And then he's like, Oh, well, this wife and this wife, they all got it confused and they're just dumb ladies. And now, I mean, you're such a great cook. You, you do it all the time. Yeah do it cook
1: that that really good thing that you made that one time it shouldn't take you as long as three hours but we need to buy then so thanks you're like what's up
2: 20 people you'll be fine yeah and the
0: men see the women as objects and as, as objects to like to do to order around and to do what they need to do right so like he tells his wife you're going to cook this and we're having people for drinks afterwards so you need to do that and wear this and do that at the same time he's telling his daughter you are going to be in this show. You're going to be the star. You're going to do this. You're going to make me look good, right? And then, like, there's another point where, oh, the secretary, we need to fucking talk about the way the secretary, right? Because, like, so he has her, and she's like, he's like, "Do do this, do this. Okay, fine. But when the mom, who's now in Annabelle's body, goes over to the office and sees a pretty woman as a secretary, she instantly is like, no. And she, like, Threatens her to the point to where every time we see the secretary after that, she's covering up. She's, like, trying to do everything she can to, like, make herself, like, look unattractive. She's putting on glasses and putting her hair back yeah. and wearing this giant oversized trench coat and all this other stuff. Like, making her feel ashamed to be her yeah. without, with like, fucking unprecedented. She's just at work. She did not deserve
1: that. It sucks no. that that was supposed to be a comedic beat. Like, the sort of, she comes in three times, so it's, like, that role, but then it's also, like, each moment's supposed to be, like, oh, (laughs) look how more, like, she's more ugly. (laughs) Oh, she's more ugly now. Oh, my God, she's even more ugly. Like, it's not funny, but also, like, the fact that it was written to be a very comedic, semi, like, sort of mild slapstick moment of, like, comedy is just so silly.
2: And then to have the dad be, like, still pretty gross about it when she is looking ugly. And is fully doesn't know anything about her life. What's going on. Yeah. Like this morning she looked totally normal and it's like, Oh, I've seen her. She's had better days. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of That too was just like, dad was obviously thinking about
0: stuff with her. Like, so it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like what that was doing was more normalization of like, you know, women should be jealous of other women. Right. Mm-hmm. And because your, your man can't control himself. So it was blaming her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not, it's none of, it's obviously none of the men's fault. And then we, and then like look exemplary, like visually seeing them on a pontoon in the middle while all of this stuff that's happening around them that is led by women. They're just like, look at our ladies doing stuff. Like. Oh, like, and they, like, so they literally sit there, drink, do nothing. And then everything else is happening around them, which is emblematic of all the male characters. In the and movie. as
2: they're sinking into the fucking river, they're still just talking about how great all of they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are. They're Gorgeous. just talking about how great they are. <laughs> yeah. and they're
1: physically sinking. So that's why I thought that, like, <laughs> knowing that a woman wrote this story, I was like, cool, this is like she's commenting on shitty dude. She's commenting on that for the most part. But it wasn't there was no resolve and there was no consequence to it still like Whoa. we were still looking at these bad people but they were allowed to be bad and at the end of the day she went home to her bad husband this bad guy who's a bad person <laughs> she went there and she's like oh i learned so much about my daughter like let's not talk about that let's talk about your shitty ass husband yeah. leave him tomorrow what are you doing like
0: well, and it's just what? normalizing that, right? It's, it's it is yeah. kind of like, oh, this is so silly. This is how life is. This is how every family is. So every man is going to be thinking about his, any woman in his office like that. Yeah. Any, uh, any, I don't know, like it just, it, uh, it bugged me a lot because like this is like what is supposed to be normal. Yes. Right? Also, there was a couple of comments that really pissed me off about like that they said about the brother.
1: Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, can we talk about Yeah, that? I would love that cuz I wrote that down too. Um, so, know, yeah. he says he's going to cook. Isn't that sort of a sissy thing to do? Is that what you're talking about? <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, "Look who's talking, the kid with a candy bed and a dollhouse." I think was the line. Yeah.
0: Well, and then when he sees the dollhouse, it was something uh what was the line? It was something like it's peculiar for a boy to have
1: dolls yes so that 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 kind of language like especially if you're writing these male characters like this is obviously you're trying to tell a story about like toxic masculinity before that's really a term or before that's a conversation yeah. you're trying to look at these male characters as bad people and like show that like in the story like the all of these guys suck awesome. yeah
0: do that
1: great so you're doing that with this also but then not like if if they would have said something like that and she would have like corrected them I would have been like this is great cool conversation yes let's talk about anti or like let's talk about homophobic shit let's talk about um misogynist anti-fem rhetoric and like the demonizing of uh femininity at large which is why men hate women largely yeah. right um let's talk about that but then these comments just totally were just like no he's just going to cook it's like are you sure he's not a little sissy boy for like cooking it's just like no he's just going to do it like Talk to these kids about how that's gross, you asshole. Like, if you're gonna open the door to a conversation like this, let's have the conversation. Well, it all comes back
2: to there was no justice served for any of the shitty behavior that was shown by any of the men in the movie. Nope. Anybody in the movie in general, truly, because also Annabelle's friends were a-holes. Yeah. They were the worst.
1: I know the
2: worst, but there was no justice served for any of that. So the writer put all of these things in there and was like, yeah, look at this, look at this and gave us one line male chauvinist pig. And And that was it. That was the end of any crappy behavior that happened. Yeah.
1: Isn't that upsetting? Like I as when that happened, I was really like, yes, here's the turn. Here's where we get a third act. Mm-hmm. Here's where it's going to start going downhill for the men. Here's yeah. where we see yeah. consequence. Here's where it happens. We see them Yes. Changing. Yeah, because you're setting the stage for all these bad things and bad people. And you're like, I can't wait to see them fail. Because the story's not about them. The story's about these two women. So we're going to see them triumph in this way. Because they're our heroes, essentially. And we're going to see them triumph over these shitty men. And then we never get that. We just never get the conclusion. We never get fulfillment out of what was being set as like... These men suck. Let's see let's like show them they suck.
0: Well, and you know, like so this this is supposed to be a comedy, this is supposed to be all of that, right? Yeah. This felt very like um, you know, like uh Looney Tunes and stuff like that, where it's like, but <gasps> that's all folks, where there is no repercussions, where like nothing is questioned, where it's just this felt like a throwaway piece of media and that's what it felt like it wanted to be.
1: Yeah. It was a piece of throwaway media. But I felt like there was a moment in there where, like, again, it felt like there was some intent for this to be a more interesting story than it was. And it totally got overshadowed. Because, like, why would any of that conversation have even been introduced where she's like, my dad sucks. Like, these men in my life are trash. Like, if this was, like, fully a piece of throwaway media, I don't think that would have even crossed the minds Mm of the writers. So part of me thinks that, like, maybe the whole story was introduced as, like, that. But then a lot of it got redacted by men in the writer's room or by producers who were like, well, no, like, take that out. We'll give you his Pig, but we're not going to show you teaching the men a lesson. Yeah. I, you know I, what I mean?
0: And when I was trying to look up like my fun facts or anything, I couldn't find anything other yeah. than like, this movie was among the American Institute's two thousand list of five hundred movies nominated for top one hundred funniest American movies. I love it. What the fuck is that sentence?
1: So this movie like- is a movie among movies. <laughs> I'm great. Um, this
0: movie is revered as one of the like one of the funniest or one of the touchstones or like it like spurred its own like genre of body swapping and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, oh, and both Jodie Foster and what's the... Barbara Harris. They were both nominated for Golden Globes for this.
1: Oh, wow. That's, nice. that's cool. Good for yeah. Jodie Foster.
0: But that's like it. <gasps> oh, oh, but Jodie Foster did... Sorry, speaking of Jodie Foster, she turned down the role of Leia in episode... Four of Star Wars, to because um, she was in a contract with Disney at the time, and so in order to do Star Wars, she would have to break contract. But she ultimate, and she was already slated to do this movie, but she would have been Princess <gasps> Leia.
1: Wow! How
0: freaky!
1: Honestly, freaky. <laughs> I, I I love, love that, that we have Carrie Fisher. Yeah. yeah, but part of me is kind of like. That's establishing the queer Star Wars canon from the fucking jump. <laughs> that that is making Star Wars gay in Act One. <laughs> like, that's great. How pissed would you be
2: to be Jodie Foster?
1: I, I mean, truly.
2: Yeah, uh, for real. God, but I that's... mean, she opened the gates for all of those seventeen again movies. All the other three Freaky Fridays. Oh yeah. I think she was very charming in this movie, though. She was. She, she did the she best did that, that she could too. with the content that she was given. Yeah. Truly, I yeah. really believe that. You're I... Putting on the makeup so great so yeah. funny
1: so fun i do want to talk about her in this movie more too because there was and i don't think this was super subtext it seems pretty surface she was pretty butch generally like at the beginning her character development was less of a femme young woman and more of a masculine young, young woman right that's sort of how it felt so part of me was like Because I don't, I don't know if she's out, but I feel like it's like a long-standing thing conversation about Jodie Foster being gay. I feel like that's because then also I'm thinking about that interview where they're like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" When she was like this age, and I'm wondering if it was an interview from this movie where like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And she does like the smirk and like looks at the camera and like looks away. We were like, "She's been gay forever." Like it was very (laughs) much like a boyfriend. Okay, (laughs) like sure, right? Yeah. And so within that, within this movie, I feel like there was this this. Not really super overt conversation about that. It was like I like that it was avoiding in our main character the sort of mask fem tropes of like her mom, who she's like this housewife and she's very feminine. And she's there for her doting. Yeah. She's like the doting wife, right? Where she's just kind of like I play hockey. Who cares? She was not typical in the sense of like teenage girl tropic mm-hmm. character performing shit. Yes, and part of me was wondering if they were gonna like obviously they didn't, but. If they were going to explore a queer route at all.
0: Well, I think that that would be a fucking great way to redo this movie, right? Or to like, you know, like remake it or whatever. Yeah. Because I was also thinking the same thing. Like from our first introduction, I was like, she's a fucking tomboy. I love this. Yeah. I fucking love this. And like her whole thing, like she's, I felt like this story was her on the fence about what she wanted image-wise and everything because she was a tomboy. But she also talks about, wanting to lose weight and wanting to have boobs and like yeah. stuff like that. Right. And she's like worried that everybody else is like trying to take control of her image when she doesn't know what that is herself. And then there's this uh, really great line that she says, which kind of like plays off of what you're saying, where it's, I wasn't talking about the way I look. I was talking about the way that I am. I
2: and where me.
0: she's like, you know, she, she wants to control like, she wants to be who she is, and it's yeah. not, and who she is is not representative of, like, how she looks on the outside, right? She needs to, like, she's trying to, pur- she's trying to figure out how to convey that externally, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things that made me so fucking mad when, um, the mom, when she's in Annabelle's body, goes on a shopping spree and makes her super femme, right? And then at the end, we see Annabelle she's in a dress again. You know, and then and then she's playing into the femme thing and then she has her boyfriend and then she has this because we had to erase
2: any sort of like
1: masculine. It was very disappointing
2: to see her beef, her true self, the whole movie. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, mom and me made up. Oh, I get it. I'm super girly now and I want to be a housewife. And yeah, it was it it sets the tone for a completely different path than it seemed like she would have
1: taken initially. It, it feels super dismissive yeah. like it don't like
2: even though every, she seems very happy yeah it's still just like that was a choice that they made and it, it didn't feel
1: good it's like much. we saw the journey you went on this isn't the outcome of that journey queen <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> yes, It's
0: like, and then again it's like normalizing that too right like okay it's normal to have your tomboy phase and stuff like that but what's you want it like she's like she's tortured right yeah. she's she feels like nobody knows her she feels like she can't be herself But when she falls in line with, like, you know, her gender and all those expectations and everything, then she's happy. Yeah. And I hated that.
1: Yeah. And you know what would have been the best if they explored that? Like, her being sort of like a young, I'm gay storyline... It would have been the biggest most perfect fuck you to the idea of this shitty male patriarchal structure but of all of yes. these shitty guys where she's like, yeah, fuck dudes. I hate guys like Those I'm hell gay. Like I've never
2: had that. Huh? <laughs> oh. The male producers.
1: I know oh. they would never have had it. And so in my head I'm like, it seemed <laughs> like that's why I question whether or not like the story was different initially and it was edited down content-wise to be uh less anti-men in 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 its speaking because there are moments there that I felt like if you would have just taken it to that next level, it would have been like, boom, and then that would have set off this and that would have set off this and then the story would have been exactly what we were hoping it would get to, but it never did.
0: Yeah, because like, I mean, even like setting up like the, she's jealous of her brother and this, all this stuff, like she's jealous of like, you know, of, of what he has because he has this and he does this and then she's also like, uh, also nobody ever tells her how smart she is either. Can we talk about that? Yeah. She's in her mom's body and like she goes to the parent teacher conference or whatever and they're like, Um, they're like, oh, your daughter's so smart. I've never met anybody like her. She she just doesn't apply herself, blah, blah, blah. And then in her, in her inner monologue, she's like, why didn't you tell me this? Like, she's like failing and she feels like she's like horrible and she's not good at anything other than like hockey. Right. And then it's just like, uh, so she's having this crisis at the same time, not realizing what the fucking principal and them are saying. Cause they're asking like, how is everything at home? Like, they're, they're like trying to figure out, like, trying to blame her, how are things with Mr. Anders and stuff
2: like that.
1: Yeah. And blaming kind of all of that on her when it's just like, what? Being
2: incredibly invasive.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Incredibly like, how yeah. Incredibly like, how is that All, all of your them.
1: fucking business? <laughs> also, what
2: parent teacher conference have you ever been to where they're all sitting on a couch oh. and your mom's sitting in the middle and they're just in your face saying, are you fighting at home? What's wrong? Why is your kid a dud? So
1: the guy behind her kept being like over her shoulder, like, mm, yeah. what about that? <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, stop it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there was a couple moments having to do with school when she was at school that I wanted to point out that were funny and weird. Writing wise, there was a moment where um, she can't figure out her locker shit. She like, she's not getting changed for hockey because she can not find her locker because she doesn't know her locker, right? Mm-hmm. She... <laughs> She says, "You guys should just perform without me." And then the hockey coach is like, "Perform without you? What's with the big words, kid?"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what?
1: Perform is a big word, dude.
0: It I was, love that
1: coach. That I coach know. Was awesome. <laughs> it was just such a silly little moment. Like perform without you, big old words. Like that was a sentence. <laughs> that was a regular sentence.
2: I really like that because it makes coach. Out to be stupid
1: it made her more endearing makes, yeah yeah
2: it's just <laughs> another like a masculine thing where because hockey is pretty masculine a male?
1: yeah truly. largely male sport
2: but i like that it was as far as it goes showing all of the the quote-unquote male things in the movie being yeah. dumb and not being good yeah. that was just another thing where it's just like oh my god well, so my I, my Did problem with that, that was place. just that, uh, cause she's like one of the only people of color
0: in the film. Right. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I was like, okay, so. like, cool. Like, I love this coach, but also, all right. And then the other woman of color, was she a woman of color? The maid? Or was she just an old person? Mm, I think she was cause, just, cause, she was just cause old. this movie hates old people. And I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> cause like, she was like, so, uh, so the movie is basically, uh, what I took away from it was like, Kids suck. Kids are bad. Kids only care about themselves and they're going to get you into trouble, right? And this is what, like, you know, the older generation feels when the older generation is the one that's like, the kids probably drank your vodka. And then she's like, you know, like totally the one that was stealing the vodka. Honest to God,
2: old wine grandma made. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. is the worst.
1: I will say, I, like, yes, part of me was like, that's like so mean. Like, so they, like, they made it so <laughs> shitty, but then also like, she might be an alcoholic. And like, then that's that scene with like her on the bike at the oh, weed yeah. store with like a bottle. And she's like, <laughs> like, like kisses it or something and puts it in the thing. I'm like, you guys, stop. This is not necessary. Like, it's
0: like perpetuating wine mom culture before that was even a thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> where you're just like, what is happening? She's an alcoholic. Leave her alone. So she's sorry. on a bike and she probably has a DUI. Let her <laughs> live. I loved it. Every moment. She was my favorite character. Yeah.
2: She was my favorite character.
1: And then how fucking violent those kids were during hockey. <gasps> Can we talk about that crazy shit where she's just like standing there and the girl straight up elbows her in the fucking mouth. Just like, and you're like,
2: but the coach what? of the other team straight up tells all these kids, like, get Annabelle, get her. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Like, but Oops. but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, they're like, it's not like like hitting the shin with a stick or like tripping or like poking or like pinching or whatever. It's straight up just like, hey, you, <laughs> like in the teeth. And I'm like, this is crazy. These kids are, n- oh my god, these kids are wild. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely bonkers.
0: I I thought that was also fun because that's probably like the first time that the mom had ever like done anything that wasn't like prim and proper and all this stuff in so long so she and like she's like what am i i'm gonna perform like perform what the hell are you talking about and then she like literally gets like elbowed in the fucking teeth <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I'm- and i'm like damn yeah. like i would have quit and cried <laughs> and <laughs> taken myself home
1: because oh, my God. that
0: probably hurt really bad
1: did you guys like the chase sequence
0: I love I love the
1: chase sequence. I loved it. So my favorite part is when that... Okay, so when the chase is starting and when the cops chase them, why was it that the truck carrying cars, it was carrying all cop cars, and it's only when the the cop cars fall off the truck, the cops are like, what they do? And then they chase? Because, like, the chase is happening, and then... Or, like, she's speeding, and it's, like, going wild, and then... The cops only are interested once the other cop cars are like injured. Seems about right. And yeah, right. No, straight <laughs> up. It's... Yeah, it affects them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> truly. It, that's
1: the only time it. Also, tracks.
2: the fucking cop car that gets split triangle? completely down the middle oh, so good. and it doesn't so, explode, and they just get out of the car like stupid, dumb idiots. Yes, like they are. So it's...
1: cartoonish. So crazy that one, and then the that's triangle right. car. When they oh, squeeze through and it goes to yeah. a different point, and then it's like comes out in like a perfect little triangle, and they're squeezed together. Like, oh no!
0: <laughs> and then, like, also when it went on to like the two wheels, and was just yeah. like doing that shit, I was like, I'm just so here for this. I love, I loved everything. Like, my favorite parts were that and the intro because oh, the, the paper, the paper, was paper so animation cute.
1: was really cute. Oh, man. Well, that in conjunction with them getting to the ski performance <laughs> thing. And then the mom, when they just oh like gosh. they switch places, not just like soul to soul, but like little physical place to physical place, they switch, and it's like and why? Notices. And they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. And then she's like skiing, and she's like doing well because she's her daughter, but as the mom, but they switch places now, so now <laughs> she's skiing, which is like okay, why? But also fine, I'm here for it. Um, they're ski, she's skiing, and is doing like the craziest shit, and like. It's just, like, kind of going for it. She, like, skis over that guy in the sand and, like, into an actual swimming pool <laughs> and then back into the water and then lights the thing on fire and then knocks over the pyramid. And then she's on the hang glider with the guy, and the guy's like, oh wait, God. why are you on you here? Yeah. <laughs> He's
2: like, it's a mother-daughter thing. Oh, where's your daughter? Well, I don't know. I don't know.
1: And they're having that stupid bro moment on the platoon in like, the middle.
2: She looks so young.
0: Remember that? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, and
1: she calls it So that's, yeah, straight up, if we, like, furthering the whole fucking infantilizing as a sexual idea, which is just disgusting, which oftentimes happens, but just, like, in these stories where it's like, why, I just hate the fact that he was, like, the only time we see him sexually attracted to his wife is when his wife is his daughter. Why? Why is that the only time we see that he is affectionate towards his wife or, like, is interested in her is when he's... Or even likes
2: her a little bit. Or even
1: likes her a little bit. It's the moment where she's like, yes, daddy, like, oh, get your, like... Whatever dumb sub-fetish, like, that's cool if it's consensual. On board, yes. Live your life 100%. But this is, like, seems like some really weird dumb shit where it's, like, they need to be hella young. Like, predatory behavior. And I hate that that was, like, a part of the comedic moments it's a part of the fun bits where it's like oh that's so funny that he's like hitting on his daughter it's like oh my god yeah that's hilarious I thought that uh,
0: was so gross what answered. i also <laughs> fucking hated annabelle hitting on her crush uh yes as as the mom that right? was so and uncomfortable then, like it, it oh my god it was so bad and uncomfortable because he was just like um, she's like trying to hit on him the whole time, right? Like, ooh, hey, what's going on? And then he starts to like her and he's like, I wish I was older, right? And then like, there's another part where like, she goes to him for like, speaking of like, you know, men have all the agency, right? She goes to him for advice and he's like, got his little boomerang, right? And he's like, <laughs> oh, whatever, right? And then she's like, it at the and she's like, window. fucking, yeah. And she like throws it and then like, she hits it, and she's like, what the fuck? You like it? And he's like, oh, I never actually did it. Like, I never actually threw it, whatever. And it's just like men give out this advice and don't actually practice it or take it themselves. Yeah. Thanks so much. We hate it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But that's like it's really those moments that I'm like, where is the rest? Like, give us the full thing. Like, give us the whole story here. This, these moments of like, yes, you're telling the right story. Tell well, us the story. What was his name? Story. Boris.
2: He was, he was Boris. He was fucking gross yeah. anyway. He Boris. Did he have like fucking
1: trash? Oh, he's so trash. <laughs> but then at
0: the at the end, it's fine because he likes Annabelle because she's a girl now, or she I she presents it. herself as a girl. Now.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Uh,
0: and I don't. Okay, I don't understand Sorry, in this movie and the other it. one how the love interests of the movie fall in love with the mob. In both right? of them. And this isn't love, right? This is lust. This is just connection. They this find is a- connection with the mob and they mistake it. Yeah. yeah. And they're infatuated yeah, yeah. with them. And yeah. then all of a sudden at the end, without any any sort of whatever, now they're into the daughter. Because they, like, the attraction moved already, like, but but that's not how that works, that's not how, attract. like, they, and they weren't a part of it, they didn't know what happened, so how did they get from being infatuated with, like, the, the matriarch of the family to then being infatuated with the daughter? Like, just so fucking quick!
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't understand how it's like, it's like, is it a vibe? And like, why was Boris just embodied? hanging out at her
2: house afterwards? Why did, why was he still there? At the end, when the dad's drying off in the towel, and he's like, well, I don't, still don't understand why everyone's acting so weird. And Boris is just there in her fucking doorway while she's, like, pimping herself and is, like, watching her.
1: Is it... I, I think it was, wow. like, a a really, really poor attempt at saying, like, she got the boy or he got the girl or whatever. Yeah, like... They ended up together because of whatever cause like in the first shot it's like her and then she has that really ham fisted like face slap against the window like if only the boy across the street would notice me.
2: And he has like Moment. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least right? Chad Michael Murray got a song. It's true. Um let's see. Do I have anything else? Yeah. No no so I I feel
0: like this movie would have been so much more interesting if it had focused on Annabelle a little bit more and how she was feeling. And, but I feel like they just trivialized everything that they were trying to say about her. And like, they were just like, Oh no, no, look, just be a, be a good girl and you'll be happy. Yeah. You know? And like,
1: well, it, weird. it also just sucks that like we got so much of like a, mother understanding her daughter situation where like she's like trying to be like very why would you say that no our parents are good like it was very clear like that character work was very there but then the mom like she's now super into makeup and now she's like super on this and like like we said earlier that didn't really track super well there was a little bit of a character disconnect there and i think that's where we lost like a lot of that annabelle story where like you want to see more of that instead of just like what we got
0: I don't want to see the stuff about the dad. I, don't
1: I know. Want to, I don't want to, Like
0: the most boring part was like all the men, like they all sucked. Uh, the, they were all like boring and gross. They were and boring. like, I don't know. Like for me, it just, uh, it was, they were trying to tell the story of like, you never really know a person until you walk in their shoes. Yeah. But like, I don't know if that's what I got out of this. Like <laughs> I like, you know, and it yeah. was like, at the end it was just like, Well, I don't want to be you. I'm happy with me. And the, so the mom's life is so hard because of the, because of the dudes and their expectations and stuff. But it's mostly like she just had to pay people to do stuff for her. And that's hard, guys. This family was so privileged and had so much fucking money. And literally it was just like, Oh my god! I have to pay people.
1: Yeah, that was
0: the mom's whole fucking conflict. Other than with the
1: like, like, because she didn't, she she didn't know how to write checks, and that was the big moment of the Uh, day. She
2: also had to do laundry.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, that's she had to do one load of laundry. Yeah, right. But that's just so, like, you're absolutely right. It's these rich people who's just like, the draper and the carpenter and the whatever and this person. Oh my god, I
0: have to pay all of these people. Yeah,
1: what a chore. You're
0: not doing the work, you're paying other people to fucking do it.
1: So, we yes, 100%. That conversation about privilege and class was garbage and I hated that. But I will also say tangentially, like, not really related to class or privilege that list of problems, that literal laundry list of, like, things to do was, like, even him dictating, like, on the way out, like, hey, press my shirts, hey, do this, hey, do that. That's why her life is hard. And at the end of the day, talk to your fucking shitty husband. Leave him. Like, if he's Leave the it. one yeah. making your life hard, talk. have a conversation about, like, hey, I don't like doing, like, fuck you. Well,
2: also, when Annabelle, as the mom, Bell, calls him for help, he's so frustrated <laughs> that she's calling him. While he's at work with <gasps> yeah, all these men right. in this room, and he's like, Well, I guess I'll just have to deal with all this when I yeah. get home. Yeah. He still doesn't.
1: Yeah, he still doesn't at all.
2: But he's so infuriated. And all the guys in the room are like, Oh, this guy's wife, she needs his help. Yeah. Here, oh, feeling.
1: he's on the phone with a woman. Oh annoying.
0: I hated that this movie didn't say anything, didn't go anywhere. And um I didn't even take a lot of notes on it. No, it was me just neither this is another film that should have centered the kids more, but instead it felt like life is so hard for older people.
1: Yeah.
2: You know. I am the exact same person as I was before watching this movie. Truly, yeah. I gained nothing from it. I learned nothing. Mm -hmm. I got a couple laughs and I got just really mad. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) those are my takeaways.
1: Same. In the heart of white suburbia lives the Coleman family, home to a rebellious teenage daughter, Anna, a bratty younger brother, Harry, a doctoral mother, Tess, and a soon-to-be stepdad, Ryan. When Anna wants to escape her mom's wedding dinner rehearsal to audition with her band in a big concert competition, their conflict reaches an impasse and, in an incredibly tone-deaf plot device revolving around, and big air quotes here, mysticism of the Chinese culture and a magic fortune cookie, the two swap bodies."
0: Now, Tess, as Anna, has to navigate young love, being bullied, and the vindictive wrath of an English teacher's scorn. Anna, as Tess, has to navigate her thriving personal therapy office, wedding planning, and an impromptu television interview promoting her new book, which, as you would have guessed, goes horribly wrong. They realize in order to switch back, they both need to act selflessly, and subsequently do. Anna wins the Big Rock Concert Prize Award. Tess gets married to and Anna ends up with the guy she had a crush on, who is in love with Tessa, who is Anna as her mom, but not really. Uh, anyways, at the wedding, there's more racism. What a freaky, freaky, freaky Friday! Freaky
1: Friday! Boop, 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 boop. Um, Yeah, so almost a cookie cutter story, as we were saying. Because this one has racism in it. Yay! It has lots of racism.
0: Okay, so as our faithful listeners will know, I have been watching shitloads of Star Trek. I watched all of Next Gen. Mm. um, And then I was watching Deep Space Nine and the waitress in uh, the Chinese restaurant is on both of those shows as Keiko as the wife to Miles O'Brien, the chief engineer. and. I love her because she's so great. She's a school teacher. She's also she has agency and she like will bully O'Brien into like, you know, she she's such a strong character. And then like to see her like on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, like just hearing her speak broken English and like having to like knowing this actor and seeing so much of what she does. And I was just like, this is fucking gross.
1: Yeah, it was hard. Wet garbage.
0: It um was that so whole gross.
1: bullshit where it was just like anytime there's like any sort of hint at Chinese food or anything Chinese or anything Asian, there's always this underlying composition score of like prototypical, stereotypical Asian music. Like song or yeah. Or something like yeah. which you're just like, okay, fuck. Like Jesus Christ, if we're not making this already a goddamn prop in the plot, might as well just put a little racist cherry on it. And then on top of it, it's just like the whole idea is they go there and it's like, it's like their favorite restaurant, right? It's all happening. They come to this whole thing. And then it's like, they're given fortune cookies and the fortune cookies is what switches their bodies through this obvious.
0: And I quote, "Uh, strange Asian voodoo.
1: Oh, she says that later. I know. So
0: disgusting. And then they go back to the Chinese <laughs> restaurant that these women work at. And these two white women decide that they're going to use violence to try to, yep. like that That was what they said. They said- Let's hit her. Let's hit her and make her changes back yeah. is what they fucking result mm-hmm. to. Which the whole reason that this, this whole movie happens is, is because the Chinese mother decided like, hey, these two need to chill because they're causing a scene at her restaurant right they are off yelling in the corner and it's real fucking awkward she's like all right you guys need to learn a lesson you know so again people of color having to teach white people how to just be fucking people right
1: but also the cartoon the the cartoonish characterization of these characters in this world like it almost felt as bad as the yellow face and breakfast at tiffany's Mm. do you guys do you guys remember that bullshit I've yeah. never,
2: never seen that movie. Holy
1: shit. If you go and watch that right now, it is a white guy doing full-on yellow face mm-hmm. oh. in it. I think he's like the landlord or something, which mm-hmm. is like yeah, a lot. So the characters in this obviously being played by Chinese actors, the character development was almost as bad as that movie in just it's there are these like props, these token ideas of what a Chinese person is or a Chinese American is in this way. But then also tying that to like magic and like mysticism. I don't want to almost had this like Orientalism, Western personified, like garbage, all of that shit. It was like it, there were so many things wrong with these two characters being in this movie, like in the capacity that they were. It was so hard to get past. And, and, I, the, and the way that
2: they were uh, written.
1: Yeah, the way they were past, written, yeah. Because yes.
2: they were just stereotypes.
1: They, yes. Oh, well, my God. And
2: to make the waitress, the daughter, a miser in that, like, oh, let me cater your wedding. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me <gasps> oh, do it. Like, yeah. such a miser. Yes. Just, so fucking. Just really shed a negative light on the entire culture. Yeah. The entire restaurant.
1: Everything. It was Ugly. Because it wasn't a conscious or humane look at a culture. It was like taking these stereotypes and just turning them into this these props.
2: Making them the ass of the joke of the whole movie, yeah. by the way. They were just the plot
0: device to make the whole fucking movie happen. Yeah. yeah. Because this whole story relies on literally... Like, the mom giving them the fortune cookie.
1: But then also making them antagonistic in a way. Like, at the end? Yeah. With the, like, when they're at the wedding and she's like, here, take these fortune cookies. Like, what? Now you're making them villains in, the like, what? (laughs) What? Like, you've just turned them into this fucking witch from Snow White. On top of the racist shit that's already imbued in this whole fucking story. Why? And then that has to be, and like, obviously they're doing it because it's a quote unquote joke, right? Like, like, oh, take these fortune cookies. Don't do it. And then she gets tackled. And then it's like over.
0: By her daughter. By her daughter. She's like, no. And then she like runs and like tackles her. And then her old ass mom that is like probably broken at least two hips.
1: And she picks up the fortune cookies (laughs) in this way where she's like, oh, yes, like some golem-esque ring shit where she's like doing this weird, like, like precious bulls. Like you got like that whole, directorial choice to make these characters exist this way is such fucking garbage. Straight up fuck Disney for this bullshit. <laughs> that is trash.
2: The person that directed this also directed Mean Girls. So every fucked up oh, thing that shit, you've ever really? seen is, yes.
1: Every fucked that. up
2: thing you've seen in Mean Girls and all of those fucked up stereotypes—it's all, it's the, all same the same person. dude doing this. Uh, and that's only like two yeah.
1: years difference too. Yeah, isn't I just,
2: it? I just watched Mean Girls recently, and like I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like what the fuck? So There's it's obviously this director who I don't, bo- I did not bother to learn his name. Yeah, um, but that he's just. And straight white guy who thinks that racist jokes are funny.
1: Yeah. And it's catering to
2: an audience of people who think that racist jokes are funny.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and that's like the whole
0: era, right? Like so much of media like relied on those types of stereotypes and all of this. So like women, people of color, we were always the joke, right? You know, we were always the butt of the joke. We were always like everything was always at our expense, you know? Yeah. Like Especially
2: post 9-11. Especially post 9-11 in regards to racism.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Because this
2: was 2003.
1: Yeah, so when you're, when when at a bigger stage, there is a sort of, like, nationalist, sort of, like, us versus them conversation. Yes, there was no
2: media for anybody but white people at that time, especially. I mean, there hasn't been for... Forever, forever, but especially in that time that...
1: At that time, you're, it, yeah. it, it was really creating a platform of us versus them. So like, yes. anybody who is non-white oftentimes is just like, it's fine. We can do this because otherwise the terrorists win or whatever. Anyway. You, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, cute. Great. We love, which is just hella silly. Um, and also just straight up racist <laughs> <laughs> and just straight up garbage. Ugh. I hate it so much.
0: Um, let's talk about
1: her guitar pick, Joker. I love to talk about her critique, oh, Joker. Okay. Thank you so much for saying that. Wait,
0: and isn't that how like her how <laughs> the the love interest hits on her? I too, think so. Your like, uh, medium or whatever. Oh, and I was so cringy. Like, I was like, no, <laughs> like I hate this so much. Oh, oh, okay. But let's talk about that motherfucker because he is a school employee. The worst. Yeah. Uh How old is she in this movie? I, She's, probably like, sixteen. A
2: like, I feel like she's she's not a she's senior. she's she's a junior, I think she's, because she's trying okay. to take that placement test for her senior year. Motherfucker. Got it. Yeah, yeah, but so he gross. is
0: a school employee like that is so fucked up. And the whole time he's just a fucking creep and he's super gross. And I hate, 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 yeah. hate, 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 hate him. So bad because then, you know, he's like hitting on Anna and then like mom and them switch bodies or whatever. And then he's still trying to hit on her. And then she uses him to cheat on a test because mom is super fine cheating to get into college because she's a rich, privileged white woman, whatever. Right. And then we're
2: looking at you, Aunt Becky. And <laughs>
0: then he yeah. like ends up at a coffee shop with Anna. Trapped in her mom's body, and they sit there and they're like, "Oh my god, uh, the Ramones! You like the Ramones too?" I
1: love uh, this so Britney, Britney Spears, Spears cover. Oh my
0: god, right? was it was it uh, bullying oh for you?
1: My but it's god, it's okay.
0: It's okay because uh, this is a punk band doing this cover. But like the Britney, like it was like the Britney Spears one is like so not, lame. It, it was so not rock and roll. So oh
1: my I'm god, I could not handle how silly, <laughs> how fucking silly that was. And then that's the fucking song he's singing when he goes to their house. Oh my, to get oh my God. Oh my God. With the mom. Cause he's so okay. emotional. He's singing Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears <laughs> out at the fucking street to s- try to fuck her mom. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? And she just said, I'm getting married tomorrow. He's like, that can't be true. And she's like, it is true. And he's like, okay. And then that night, he's like, let's have sex, mom. You're like, what are you doing? So Stop. He, is,
0: he literally <laughs> no. is stalking her because okay, yeah. you're right. so the first time that they meet, right, and <laughs> is, they're at the coffee shop, right? And then she's like, no, I'm getting married. He's like, no, you're not. Shut yeah. up, right? And, and then the second time he finds her house somehow <laughs> and badly serenades her with baby one more time. Uh so that's a thing. And then the third time he crashes her wedding rehearsal. Oh, he crashes the wedding rehearsal. Try to convince her to be with him again. The fourth time is at her daughter's show where then he sees the daughter that is the mom playing guitar, knowing nothing about her, just like, (laughs) damn, she's cute with that guitar. And then he's like, I'm gonna hit that. That's it. I'm gonna do that. That's what I want.
1: It's such an absolute mess. He's a mess of a character. Like, I don't, I don't, like.
0: No means no. Back the fuck off. And she's literally saying, I'm getting married. I'm happy. I have a boyfriend. All this other stuff. Like, and he's just like, no, no but I can do this. Hey, look, Anna, I know that I liked you, but
2: I'm gonna be your new daddy. Mm-hmm. What's up?
1: But it's supposed to... <laughs> he
2: probably to... got her address from the files in the teach, like, from teacher files, oh right? Because he works at the school? Oh That's my God. the only thing that makes sense in my head. Uh, that, that Nothing theme... about it makes sense, though.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that, he is fucked. I, that was so silly. And I just didn't, like, like, that whole idea of, like, that was supposed to be funny, right? Like, he doesn't know which one, and like he's in love, but it's a mistake because it's not her. But he's also confused, and that's funny because he's like, and it's just, like, what?
2: Well, what are you have no business with either of them. No,
1: he doesn't. He Get doesn't. on your Ducati and go home. Like, go away. Well, it's I'm, so gross. He was also
0: like testing them too. Like he tested Anna to see how she was going to react, right? Because <laughs> like he brought her to the teacher's lounge and was like, "Oh, you can you can finish your test." And then he watches her, like, erase the other girl's test that, like, because the mom is, like, super fucking vindictive, right? And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this, like, fuck you, bitch. And so she erases a test, and he doesn't say anything until, like, she tries to, like, talk to him later. And he's like, look, I saw that, and that was a cool... Like, so he was, like, I, I'm not sure if they were trying to say, like, he was testing her worthiness to see whatever, or, like... Suddenly now he has the high ground. Like they're trying to establish him as like a moral person for all that weird fucked up shit that happens with like, you know, the mom. And I'm just like, whatever, like this, that his whole fucking story was so messy. Like, it was. The
2: and then somehow at the end, the mom's like, yeah, I mean, he seems like a great kid and he totally has my blessing like when they're still in each other's bodies <laughs> yes. and she's like oh I my mom wouldn't let me date him so I like had her go out with him and it turns out that he's a very fine young man it's like he's not but <laughs> he's totally
1: not <laughs> it's also so wild the lack of any sort of like any sort of scope on what this looked like like the mom and the daughter but I'm just be like, well, I'm in love with him. Well, I guess so. But I don't know. It's like, do you guys not see that it, he's a fucking creep? Like, that this is weird and wrong and really fucked. Like, because he doesn't know what's happening. You guys know what's happening. He's a bad boy. He, yeah. But like, you guys are forgiving him. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you're like, you guys can date. Exactly. Like, giving the blessing uh, after all of this stuff. After he's like, literally trying to fuck her mom the night before her wedding and stalking and trying to break up a marriage and And stalking. Anna
2: was the mom. So she knows she knows that this is what he was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So So at the end
1: of it, she's like, yeah, you guys should date. Like, give it a chance. Like, no, this is all wrong. Well,
0: and like, so I think part of what they were trying to do was like he loves her for her and her personality and the whole thing. (laughs) Like that whole stupid thing where it's like, and so she feels like privileged and all this. And it's just like no, actually, this is really gross. And if I, Jessica, was in this situation, that motherfucker can go away. Like, no, just leave. I'm switching schools. I am moving. I don't want any. Like, he works for the goddamn school. That's gross.
1: She likes me for me. What is that song? Not because and none, none th- of the other
0: <laughs> faculty like sees this and yeah. like tries to like stop it
2: or uh. tries to like. It's just kind
1: of, like, enabled. Like, yeah, Yeah.
2: Uh, Does that not bring us to her English teacher also? (gasps) Yeah! Let's do it. Speaking of shitty faculty members. Yes. Uh The Uh, worst. Go. Say it. So, he totally... And at the beginning, it said, like, uh, Anna's like, well, he's out to get me. He's out to get me. And the mom's like, oh, well, everybody's just out to get you, Anna. Like, whatever. And then she sees that <laughs> the English teacher is somebody who, in college, tried to date the mom. And she was like, nope, sorry. Like, you were weird and I had a boyfriend. So he is now flunking her daughter because he couldn't get laid. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And I'm so happy that the scene happened where the mom is in Anna's body and she. Totally tells him off and is like, you know what? Like, fuck you. You're going to be reported. This is not yeah. happening any longer. Like,
1: I remember you. Oh, so this is you getting back at me through my daughter. Got it. And
2: that same professor, like, literally, like, says to her, like, grading is subjective. Oh, yeah. After giving that stupid fuck up burnout, the answer to the question that yeah. he's giving After in the pop quiz. After like, like, fucking spoon feeding him. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you get a B and it's like, uh... Like, that's a, that's pretty far reach. Also, that's not how grades work. I know. That's not how.
1: B, A, C, F. You get A. You get a B. To the whole class. T, C, B, Y. T, C, B, Y. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ice cream flavor, super sour spit. Sorry. That's a good song. Oh, man. What a fuck. What a fucking asshole. That was so, I did, I will, yeah, that scene where she was just like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Blocked Uh, and reported.
0: Yeah. And so I like that they called him out on that. But I don't like that the the brother, the little brother, says that he likes fighting with his sister because it's fun. And that's how he shows affection. I hate that. And then and she's like, oh, okay, Right. But it's normalizing that fucking behavior and saying that, hey, this is okay And this is how you're supposed to act. I also
2: just think in general that the little brother was a piece of shit. (laughs) He (laughs) He He was. No, he was. He was.
0: He was such a piece of shit.
2: He deserved the biggest wedgie on this planet. Yeah. Because he was the worst.
0: Oh, okay. So um, this movie in particular was super triggering for me, having a complicated mother-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. right? So hats off to Lindsay Lohan and... Um, uh, Activia. Oh, my God. And I was just- about to say that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I wonder. And
0: Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Lee
1: Curtis. God um, damn it. <laughs>
0: No, but like they did like the the yelling at each other really well their their interaction as like mother-daughter like fuck you no fuck you well actually i'm gonna take your fucking door off right like fuck you like that sucked like i was watching this and i had to like stop it a couple times and i was like Whoo, okay i need to i need to take a minute and uh like because i hate But this is, uh, again, working to normalize that. This is just how mothers and daughters are, and this is how it's supposed to be, and it's okay, and the whole thing. And really what was happening was just an invasion of privacy and, like, favoritism, right? Because, like, I also had a little brother, and he would instigate all of this stuff. But then the second, like, I just look at it, that it was like stop you're you're antagonizing your brother stop doing this it's like what the fuck he's the one that's causing all of this and like but like the women in this movie are never believed all Anna wants is just for her mom to like see her and to see what's going on and to like actually hear what she's saying but she's just super dismissive the whole time of everything and believes all of the dudes she believes all of the dudes before she believes her own fucking and it's
2: even said by her friends when Anna's talking to them like you know my mom's trying to be understanding about me not doing this thing and her friend even says like well you said it yourself she hasn't paid attention to you since she got this boyfriend she doesn't pay attention to you at all yeah. oh yeah and it's full out said that like that Tess has just been in her own little world in her perfect fairy tale life that she's creating for herself
0: Like she still thinks that she's her daughter is best friends with the person that like gets her kicked out of that test. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Oh no, you guys are friends. Right. It's like, no mom, we haven't been friends because of this and this like, no, you guys are friends. You guys are friends. I'm going to call her mom. You guys are friends. And so she doesn't believe all this stuff. And through living literally as her daughter starts to realize that she hasn't been listening to her daughter and she hasn't been doing all of this because like she, doesn't know anything. Like you said, like, she's just kind of ignored her for this boyfriend and for this, like, for this job. She's also the worst fucking therapist ever this movie fucking hates not only is it super racist but it also hates people with mental illnesses
2: oh. and it's a huge stigma on it
0: uh and yeah huge stigma and also just the trivializing like everything because it's just like okay you're gonna go and you're gonna see my patients and you're just gonna do it it's fine right being a therapist isn't hard you just listen to people you just ask people how do, how do you feel how do you feel how do you feel how does that make you feel yeah you know and like I'm sorry, like, and all these people, like, are, uh, they're all caricatures of what people think mental illness is, and as somebody with OCD, none of that is fucking true.
2: Yes, and as somebody (coughs) who is bipolar and had to go to therapy for years... People already don't want to go to therapy because you are looked at as a crazy person, right? If you have to go to therapy. Oh, for sure.
1: There's a huge vulnerability about it. Yes. That you're like, it's not, you're not hella stoked to be there. You have to be vulnerable with the stranger essentially. Exactly. So like, why and is that? And show
2: um... every single person, every single one of them as just this quote unquote crazy person who is unstable and. And an annoyance. And an annoyance. Oh, yes, God. absolutely. It's just so disheartening yeah yeah because why are we making fun of something that is actually supposed to be a tool for people who actually need that help yeah and it's so
0: hard because she's very privileged she has a lot of fucking money and she's taking these people's money that she doesn't she truly doesn't want to help she doesn't respect right yeah. and so to see somebody like her profiting off of people's um uh people's mental health when writing she, a
2: book about them when she
0: doesn't care She doesn't care about her patients. She doesn't care about what she's doing. She doesn't care about her daughter. She doesn't care about herself. She's just, I'm busy, busy woman, and I'm busy, busy, and I'm doing this, and now I'm doing a TV show, and I'm doing this, and I have a book coming out, and I have this, and like, oh, God, I'm going on a honeymoon, but yes, you'll be able to reach me. I'm going to have my
2: cell phone. It's fine. And she doesn't even care about the person that she's marrying. No, she doesn't. Who goes above and beyond to fit into her life.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. true. Like Crazy. Yeah. Also, within the the... Script itself, just like the lack of care for these people, but also just using the word freak as a way to like throw at people with mental illness as like this sort of jab at people with mental illness. It just, I I mean, as if we didn't already understand that the people who wrote this did not give a shit about anybody but white people or like white men in general, as if that wasn't already apparent enough, uh, to handle this kind of subject matter with such little care and without any sort of recognition apart from like, they're crazy. Like, oh, cool. I guess that's the end of the story with mental illness.
0: (laughs) And she also doesn't care about the words that she uses or what she says. No, no, And she also hates feelings and hates that people have reactions to like, oh, you're being too sensitive, oh, whatever, right? As a therapist. and, And it's, yeah, so like I wanna, even people that she doesn't think that she's talking to, right, so she was on the phone at the grocery store and she said something like, you know, it's one of her patients calling who's having a meltdown Right. So she's on the phone, just like, yeah, whatever. You're a strong, young, independent woman. No man can complete you. It's fine. Right. And she looks up and the, uh, the clerk is like in tears and it's like, oh my God, thank you. Like she needed to hear that. Right. And she's like, oh, and walks off. Like, you know, and then just destroys that whole moment for this person. Right. Yeah. Like because it, like, because we all need more kindness in our lives and all this other stuff. And, and she just, She's so annoyed by it. She because she's
2: pissed off because she wants a halibut. She doesn't care no. that it's hundreds of dollars more. She wants halibut, not salmon. And that's why she's annoyed.
1: Yeah.
2: Like it's stupid. I
1: she fucking sucks. That <laughs>
0: yeah. And so so yeah, it's your your um it hates people. Uh, she hates people with mental illness, right? And she hates people that have feelings or thoughts and opinions that are different than hers, or that like actually feel. She hates feelings. Like she doesn't have any of her own she's just checking boxes and she's just like doing the next step and she's doing all of this and she's like sure i'll go take your test i'll go do this whatever it's fine yeah i'm getting married okay fine you know like
1: well like juxtaposing that with what she was saying possibly the only redeeming character in the story the stepdad Mm -hmm. where we're looking at somebody who's kind of just like yeah well in in your time like i want to be here, but you also have to want to be here. Like, it's not, I'm not going to force you to do anything. Mm-hmm. You, like, so his relationship with Lindsay Lohan, trying to develop that, like, she obviously doesn't give a shit. And he's like, I think he says, like, in her time. Like... Yeah, he does. It's, 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 this is for her. Like, I am here, but I'm not going to force her to have this relationship. I'm not, I'm not going to force her to do anything. So I will be me and I will be here. And whenever she's ready, she can have that if she wants it. She doesn't have to. And also... Which is like, oh... Okay, there's a real person in the story. Sick. Because
0: <laughs> he also recognizes too that she's craving the loss of her dad. Yeah. You know? And so like that was that was just such a subtext where I feel like they could have leaned into that a little bit more. And I feel like that would have strengthened a lot of um like um Anna's behavior and stuff like that, and like added more depth maybe to yeah. the mom character who's just a caricature of a shitty
2: mom, right? But who doesn't like, seem to be grieving that loss at all at all ever she, not once she no.
0: doesn't care right um, because
1: what would have been cu- like cute what would have been cute <laughs> no what would have been really right oh my God. what would have been really beautiful is if we're seeing like if there was a scene where say she does grieve and she's like i use work as a coping mechanism where i do over occupy myself to where i don't have to think about it mm-hmm. and then she has like a maybe like a moment of reflection and like fuck like i really haven't thought about him i really haven't thought about this at all that would like kind of work into all the scenes where she's being an asshole where she has seven phones where she has a pager she has too many clients she's too busy about the fish on the thing like all of this shitty behavior not to excuse any of it but it would shed a little bit of light to us the viewer to say fuck like she hasn't even thought like she's got a lot happening there's
2: not a humanizing moment there's
1: not that that moment never happens yeah
0: i started watching like but when we were like before you found out about the four i started watching like 20 minutes of the 2018 one Mm -hmm. and they do go into that a little bit really first 20 minutes and so um i'm kind of bummed low-key bummed that we're not doing it's also a musical which is weird yeah but like um but they also it, it's already like that's more inclusive and stuff like that. So I don't know, uh, maybe we'll watch it at some point. Yeah, but, uh, but they did go into that, which was interesting. And so it, it shows that like everybody is it's a it's a big cornerstone of it, of the film. So um, I like that. But we don't get that in this one.
1: Yeah, we right? don't get that in this. one. You know,
0: and I feel like that could have that could have added so much more to all of the characters and to like, you know, but instead it's just it's just, like he doesn't even get a name or anything. He's just like, you know, like dad died and you don't care. Right. Uh, But, like, you know, the dad or or, uh, the stepdad, Ryan, gets Mm. it. And he's like, she's grieving. It's okay. I'm here. I'm not going to force this. Why is she here? She should go perform.
1: She should, you know.
0: And he's allowing all of the stuff he, like, you know, he realizes that this is not all about, even though he's the one getting married, this is not about him this is about him joining this family
1: exactly you
0: know and so he of course wants everybody to be happy and know once you know like he's not going to be selfish he's the only person that's not selfish he's selfish. the
2: one where in the beginning and they're in the restaurant he looks at anna who's obviously having a really bad day with her mom and it's like i ordered your favorite ahead of time i hope that that makes your day a little bit better yeah, yeah. and she's like yeah whatever. she's like whatever
1: but and he doesn't and he's like okay that's fine like yeah. it wasn't for him it was for her to try to, to, like, as something he wasn't seeking to redeem any sort of validation or credit for it. It was really just being like, hey, you're having a rough time. I did this. And the
2: grandpa's like, he'll get used to that. And he's like, I yeah, will. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Great. What do you mean? I know what I'm getting into. Yeah.
1: It's like all of these selfish ass dudes, including the little brother. And then he's like the only one in there who's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what the fuck?
0: Why is he trying to get into this family? Like, what does he see in anybody in this
1: family? I, yeah. Great
0: question. That's a good like, question. Because, like, the the only person that is kind of redeemable is, um, is Anna, right? Just a little bit. Like, I, I really didn't feel like she was super redeemable. But, like, the mom for sure isn't. And, you know, that's who he's fucking marrying. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something there. It's obviously they didn't go into a lot, but... Um... He, yeah, that moment when they're at the reception, it was just so nice. He's like, this isn't about me. Yes, it's about me. Like, sure. But, like, we have time. Your daughter's asking you for something right now. Please see that. Please go do this. Like, yeah. like I can see this. And I'm not, like, you know, like, go. Please go. Yeah. yeah. It was just.
2: Yeah. And not only was he like, she should go. He's like, you should go, too. Yeah. Yeah. Go support you her. You need to go support your daughter.
1: Yeah. We'll be here. You'll I'll be, be here. Yeah, you'll be back.
0: It's like 20 minutes. It's chill. Do your Just thing. go to it. Yeah. I'm back. It's
1: fine. Yeah. Find your joy, Queen. Yeah. Uh, there is a line in here that I loved at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> well, I forget what context it is. It's just like, so listen, uh, do you like the hives? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you
1: heard the B-sides? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so, I will fully say though... <laughs> I, I mean, I thought the hives were pretty good. I thought they were fine. I they were That's cool.
2: cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just did like, cool stuff? Yeah. No, cool. it's fine. Uh, Everybody has opinions. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the way that I talk. I love this. <laughs> <it. laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, I, I just love that stupid line. It's just, like, kind of, like, anyway, so, listen, do you like the hives? Like, so silly. So,
2: Jessica, I'm sorry.
1: Eric. So
2: isn't this every instance where you might wear a band shirt and you get quizzed? Oh
0: my god! On what I hate kind that. of
2: on whatever bullshit? Like, oh, have you heard their B sides? Oh, have you heard this? Do you know this about them? Do you know this about them?
0: Did you like the the first or the fourth drummer better? Like, and I was like a punk rocker in high school. I stopped. I got out of punk rock for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was like any band shirt or any patch or anything. Like dudes would always like come up to me and be like, "Do you know this?" Like, did you like them better in this? What do you think about this? Oh, well, your opinion is shit because this was actually the best. Like, and it was like, their word was fact, you know? Yeah. But even though it was an opinion, right? And whatever you said, it didn't matter. Yeah, that was bullshit. And I fucking hated
2: that. It just gave me such bad flashbacks to ages 15 through 25. (laughs) Hello, hi, I'm 25. This is
1: my life.
0: This still happens. I... Well, that's I just, don't wear band shirts very often because I don't want to talk
2: yeah. about it. Yeah. Well,
1: that's just that's just like gatekeeper culture in general, yes, right? Yes. Where it's like that whole like you don't know this, so you're not a fan, or like. And he's like
2: impressed by the gauge of her guitar pick. Like, fuck you, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. That's such a stupid thing to be quote unquote impressed by. Like,
1: it's it's silly. And it's what he ends up nonsense. liking about
0: her is that she's a performer. That's when he really starts to like her is when he watches her perform. Yeah, which that was the worst fucking performance ever, and they never should have gotten to Wingo Tango. But um, <laughs> she like she's standing there like oh I don't know what I'm doing whatever right And then he sees her like just pretend and like the worst fucking pretending I've ever seen Hol oh. trying to play guitar right. And then Jamie Lee Curtis also learned guitar for this. Um, her husband apparently was in um, the Spinal Tap movie. So he knows how to play instruments and stuff. And he was kind of like helping her learn how to play guitar. She actually played the solo the, that actually, um, blade, when yeah. she was backstage and she was like, no, just pretend like you know what you're doing. She's like, bah, 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 bah. Um, but yeah, she actually played the solo, which I think is fucking tight. That like, is cool. I love seeing her like on the side of the stage rocking out. And then like, because uh, Jake is such a boring dude, he's like, oh, there's a girl on stage. She's not even that good, but I like her. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, she's
2: just smiling through her teeth, looking so awkward, looking so <laughs> Out of place. Yep. And and not but, even yeah. in a like if, a girl shouldn't be up there doing that, but just in a she's so still and he's like, Yep, yeah, this is the girl that I like. If, it doesn't
0: matter how good you are, it doesn't matter how bad you are, it yeah. doesn't matter anything. If a man sees you on stage, they're gonna try to come to you and talk to you. It won't even be your band and they'll see you on stage
2: and then they'll come to you and be like, Hey, so uh the second a guy sees a girl with a guitar, he just comes in his
1: instantly. Oh my god! Instantly, yeah. <laughs> <If laughs> I have not it's been so in dumb. so many crowds where guys like because I'm a male person, a cis male <laughs> guy. I if I'm not the fucking one that these straight dudes are coming up to and being like, "Hey man, what's she's like so hot? Like that man's <laughs> so good." <laughs> so it's like she was hot, and then the band is good, and it's like this, they're shitty. It's like man, they're so good. She's so hot. Shut up!
2: Yeah, I didn't expect them to be that good. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That
2: that. backhanded
1: comment, like, wow, I didn't like you guys were actually good. I
2: (laughs) Um,
0: I didn't expect you to sing like that. Part of the reason why (gasps) in danger. Oh
2: my god! Yeah.
0: Part of the reason why I uh, I sing the way I do and I growl like and stuff like is because like dudes will be like they'll expect me to go up there and just sing pretty or whatever Mm -hmm. and I'm just like this is not for you. Fuck off.
1: Just GJ Allen the house down. And
0: then they're just like, <laughs> they're just so soft. <laughs> start
1: throwing up and they're like, I didn't, I like,
2: didn't oh. expect you to sing like oh that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Gross. Yeah. I have heard that many, many times. I'm so sorry for clapping, but it just struck such a chord.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's fucking prat. It's so true though. You're so, like she was doing the literal least. And then she did some dumbass Chuck Berry duck walk bullshit <laughs> in these fucking low pump heels. Like two inches and smiled and was like, "Yeah!" Like she's getting perfect school on Guitar Hero situation. And you're like, "What is she's happening?" Yeah, power. she got her. It was just. It was. And now they're silly. playing Wango Tango. Yeah.
2: And it doesn't get better at the wedding. It does not.
1: No. No,
2: the guitar playing does not get better. It
1: doesn't. Although I do that love, song is so great though. I do love her friends and shout out. Don't know the actor's name, but um her friend. With the red red hair, red curly hair. Yeah. She was in Brink. She was on Team Puppin' Suds. It was so yeah, silly. And it was, was great. That. But Cute. she is um, like the fucking coolest member of Team Puppin' Suds. Anyways, she's great. We love.
0: Actually, <laughs> so that person was supposed to be Gwen Stefani. She was offered the role as that person in that movie. and it down. Isn't
1: what? <laughs> Holy shit! Really? Isn't
2: that freaky. I'm just trying to think out where Gwen Stefani was in her career in 2003. There's Where's no reason that well, she should have done that. No, no but there's she was no also, way that that would have happened,
1: right? Could she have played a high schooler was her,
2: at that point? No, that was her hair's Is no. Girls tour.
1: No, yeah, there's literally I, well, no Lindsay way. This was also fucked. Schooler, no, right? but but like yeah. she was close enough, and, like 23, 24, that like ambiguously, obviously, like casting's goofy, casting's but goofy. she could. Arguably, play a high schooler, right? But at that point, arguably, right? Like, (laughs) what I'm saying in the scope of like Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani was not in her 20s at that time. Uh, this. I'm glad
2: that it wasn't Gwen Stefani, though. I like Gwen Stefani, but I'm glad that that wasn't her.
1: Oh yeah. Well, also, if we're gonna talk about, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. Using Asian culture as prop. Yeah. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Uh A
2: big problem. Uh Let's
1: talk about every, all the imagery of Gwen Stefani, anything she put out from 2002 to 2007. It's all bad. (laughs) So in a movie that really, really, really hates Asian people, I guess that would have tracked. Not to say that she does, but she was definitely tone deaf in her her aesthetic being just a culture as an aesthetic. Um, so I guess that would have made sense.
2: And profiting (laughs) off of that. And profiting
1: off of it. So So,
2: yeah, pretty on brand.
1: Yeah. Uh, I still like that would have been fucking wild though.
0: So you hadn't seen this before, right?
1: No, I've never seen this. I hadn't
0: seen this either, and I felt like I was the only one that hadn't seen this. You saw
1: this. I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'll watch this. It's fine. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but. This kind of wasn't it. I I encourage
2: anybody who has already seen this movie and has not watched it recently to watch it, though, because it came out in 2003, right? I watched it back when it came out, and that was probably the most recent time. So I didn't really think about this back then, looking at it through the scope that we're looking at it. Yeah. So as I'm watching it now, I'm like, whoa, whoa.
1: What the fuck? that's That's
2: bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And it's really... Eye opening.
1: Dude, this. I is, really
2: do encourage anybody to watch it. It's
0: it, wild going back and watching the things that you love. Like, we've talked about this a couple times, but like, because you could be like, I stand this movie. I love this movie. This is so great. And then you go back and watch it and you're like, okay, I can respect how I felt then. However, I do not feel like that anymore. Or it, yeah. like, I still love this, but this is
2: probably an issue.
1: It's yes. been such a wild time doing all these movies for that same, because it really is just like, I remember seeing this in 2002. I remember seeing this when I was like six. Like, yeah, this is, this was great. And then watching it now, I mean like, what the fuck? And that is
2: such a common theme listening to your guys' podcast yeah. too. Just like hindsight is 2020. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah. There is one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, what is it? And I want to talk about how
0: um, Anna extracts revenge on her mom when she's in her mom's body and... She goes, gets the haircut
1: and the gets, piercing like the day
0: before her wedding. she gets great. the haircut. She gets the ear piercing. She gets the she like maxes out her credit card. She does a thing, and then like once she has the style, like everybody's like, "Ooh, hey, how's it going?" And she's like getting like checked out and stuff like that.
1: I also <laughs> want to say that the stylish version of her coming out was the most boomer yoga mom oh look God, I've ever was. seen. So it's like. It
2: was- is she
1: supposed to be like young thigh-high <laughs> boot? I know we're like, "Oh my god, Mervin's is closed. Where did you get those clothes?" Like, no. Apparently, oh, it wasn't. No. Then. Appara- oh, was it? 2003? No, I think it was
2: 2004,
1: but then Oh, god damn it. my joke didn't
2: work. I'm sorry. I should have let you have it. <laughs> it's Aaron, okay though.
1: Thank you for right now. thank you for correcting me. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I just don't really know what else to say. Yeah,
2: it was embarrassing. <laughs> it
1: was. It just it was like it was Nobody like,
2: needs to wear that much brown. No,
1: the dress too was just like this terrible velour mood ring blanket <laughs> looking thing. Or it was like iridescent and changed colors. It looked like a peacock feather dress.
2: Back when people wanted Girl. to wear tie-dye, but they were also boring. Yeah. So it's like blue and brown. There was just so much blue and brown meshing. It's like, I want
1: to wear tie-dye, but I watched The Apprentice. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like too much.
2: (laughs) Republican tie-dye. Yeah. Is that a good band name? Yeah. doesn't matter.
1: It's like they definitely shopped at the Big Dog's clothing store (laughs) at one point in their life. At
2: least.
1: At least once. Yeah. Sorry. Now the
2: fashion police. God
1: damn it. Bring Big Dog back. What happened to that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think I'm done with this. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) So we did it.
0: Uh, the 1977 version, Shelby. Uh, who do you think this is for?
2: I truly would not be able to tell you because at some point I think it's for the women. And then at the end, it just feels like it's for the men. But at the end of the day, it's all for white people.
1: True. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: White people a do? good... I was going to say... So white people for sure. But I was going to say uh, Avril Lavigne fans... Who would then be hella stoked on yellow card? Ooh, which... ooh.
0: Wait, no, no, this is 1977.
1: Oh, 77. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. so sorry.
0: Back up, back up. Back up. Back so you
1: know my answer later. 77. Um. You know what? Fuck it. It's for the gays. Jodie Foster's in it. Take it. Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> giving uh, us queer icon award winner. I don't know. I don't even think she's out. I'm so sorry, Jodie Foster, <laughs> but we know, sweetie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish you the best in your beautiful queer life.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I think it was for white women that want to like white moms, white house moms mm-hmm. or housewives that want to feel like, their life is so wild that they just, nobody else can do it, and they just feel underappreciated. Totally. That's what I think it was for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 100%. Because
0: they feel seen when their husband's dick.
1: <laughs> God, <laughs> that fucking guy. He's I stuck. really, I did write in my notes <laughs> at least five times in capital letters, like, leave him now. Yeah. Leave him today. <laughs> Why are you there? Um Did you like it, Shelby? No. No?
2: I Well, no. I didn't. <laughs> I tried really hard to because there were parts of it that I really did like. Like, Jodie Foster's performance was great. I thought yeah. the mom was very funny and very charming at times. But just overall, I didn't enjoy it because there were no redeeming qualities. There was no... Like I said, there was no justice for any of the shitty things that were shown on there. So I had a hard time
1: enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I didn't like it. Um, I loved the car chase. And <laughs> I loved the skiing. That's literally all I liked about it. Because that was great. Those moments were so fun. And the cop car going over the bridge and the people having to duck and like jump off. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my God. Straight straight up (laughs) fuck the cops. But at the same time, I'm like, this is great. (laughs) We love this moment.
2: It was a good example of cops putting people in danger to do what they think is right.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it tracks (laughs) for general (laughs) cop shit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I feel the exact same way. I feel like if you had the intro, right? Like that cute little Mm -hmm. like um, paper animation. And then you just cut, like, to, like, the makeup scene. And then you cut to the car chase through the end. It was fine.
1: This <laughs> that, is... was,
0: that was it. But no, I did not like
1: it. This movie was 27 minutes long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I was watching it and I was like, what? Where is this going? Like, it, it just felt, yeah, it felt like it was, like, five
2: hours
1: ago. Yeah, it was wow, not was a good so movie. so much plot. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, not plot, but there were just so many things that happened and we had to watch them all. <laughs> there were too happen. many
1: scenes. There were too many <laughs> scenes. true. For her. Yeah. Too much of nothing happened. Yeah. And we're like, why? What?
2: What about the 2003
0: one? Shelby. Um, is this new and interesting or the same progressive regressive? Has the story evolved with any of today's
2: ideas? No, 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 I know. Um, if you were to ask me, who this movie was for. It was That's for... That's the next one. Okay, okay. So, I don't... I think it is the exact same. I think it is truly exactly the same, except for the shitty people are our protagonists.
1: Oh, yeah. No, the 77 version had more to say about shitty men than this one. Yeah. Did. 100%. Yeah. And that one did not say much. No.
0: This one was all just... Um, it, like, I wrote it in my notes. It was like, um, the women are always in conflict, like, and yeah. they're, they're always at odds. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was, there was no redeeming qualities. And all the, the, you know, like you said, like the, the dad was the, the one that was like the shining light in this movie, right? But the women were not redeemable at all. No. Like, and there wasn't anything that was like fine about them. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, what do you think? Was it new, interesting, or the same progressive, regressive?
1: I'm going to say honestly possibly even regressive because of the chinese shit that they were For trying sure. to throw in there yeah, like there's no racism there was, in some yeah, some just kind of racism. all of that there is no way but at the same time there is yeah. also no inclusion and i know that that was a much more racist time yeah. generally but really was it cuz this is still a lot and prevalent um yeah so i'm going to say regressive because of all that shit
0: yeah, I'm gonna say the same. I think they tried to like update it by like being like, "Oh, we're cool and edgy," and she's like a punk rocker, you know, the whole thing. Like, but like, and so instead of being a tomboy, she was a punk rocker now, right? <coughs> because women can be tomboys now. But like, you're, you have a little. No,
1: at I was it. just gonna say, but was she a was she a boy, anymore? and was he a girl, and could we make it any more obvious? <laughs> 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 was he a punk? Did she do ballet? No. Could we say more?
0: <laughs> what more can we say? Um, oh. I felt like okay. Let's talk about who this is for. I'll let Shelby go first, and then we'll.
2: This movie was for Shelby in the third grade, which is exactly how old I was when this movie came out. This, I truly, this is just for dumb, uneducated white people still. <laughs> It's all just the same. It's all just the same for people who find humor in racism and people who find humor in people just being shitty to each other.
1: Yeah. No.
2: So a third grader (laughs) (laughs) or half of America.
1: Yeah, truly. A hundred percent that tracks. I'm going to say what I said earlier with yellow card and whatever. If you don't remember it, I don't either. Go listen back. But also racist, shitty white people (laughs) is who it was for.
0: I'm going to say that it was for um, white families, specifically moms and uh, their daughters, mm-hmm. because this is how almost every uh, white mom and her daughter acted.
2: So truly, both of them are the same. Both of the movies that we watched were targeted to the same people and did were the same thing. Exactly. There was nothing this, different. This me. movie
1: is for mothers for Bloomberg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: this movie was also super aggressive because of the mental health
2: stuff, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes, 100%. Totally.
2: Um, did we like it, Shelby? No. <gasps> well, actually, no, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back.
0: You were so excited to do this. I Shelby was a excited. Episode. She was like, I want to be on Freaky Friday when you guys do that. This is my episode. Done.
1: Yeah.
2: So, I don't like most of it. But man, that soundtrack is so good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, and Jamie Lee Curtis as an actor was very had very very funny moments. So it's
1: like I still like it's Jamie one of Lee Curtis. those. It's
2: one of those things where I I looked back at it and I've looked back at it so fondly that I think that I'm still just a little bit stuck in that I really love it. But even dissecting it, I'm like, no, I really don't love yeah. it. Yeah, it's just it's really tough. It's. Yeah. Well, that's
0: the nostalgia
2: factor. Right? Yeah. And like, yeah.
0: And that's why it's important to go back and look at the stuff because it's yeah. like, you can still love something. So
2: I, would I listen to the soundtrack? Absolutely. But I would never watch this again mm-hmm. for enjoyment, I don't think, ever.
1: Oh, I, I 100% agree. I did not like this. It's the same thing like with several other movies that we've done where like, was it garbage? Yes. Was it awful? Yes. Will I watch it again? Probably because I liked it. Generally, this is not one of yeah. those movies, but I'm just saying in that same yeah. way, it's like, yeah, this movie sucks and I will probably watch it again and still hate it, but I'm going to watch it because it like that, that nostalgic factor of like, it reminds you of another time it's so or strong. it's whatever. It's so strong. Yeah. It could still be hot garbage, but at least if you're not just like, it's a good movie because it's not a good if movie. If they're
2: streaming it on E under movies we love and I'm doing laundry and yeah. something on in the background, I will keep it on.
1: Keep it on. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I
2: honestly don't think I'll ever watch this again yeah. just because it was a little bit triggering
0: for me. Oh yeah. Um and um and I have <laughs> no nostalgia whatsoever for this movie because mm. I never watched it. I never watched the original. I never watched this one. Um Like, if we're going on other Lindsay Lohan movies, there's Mean Girls, and as problematic as that movie is, I will still watch that one, because I still do love that movie, but I do recognize that it is problematic as fuck, but that is the superior Lindsay Lohan movie. Yes. Yes. Um, Because at least that one went somewhere and had something to say. And
2: was written by Tina Fey.
0: I don't really like Tina Fey. (gasps) Somebody once called me the punk rock loose lemon after I got off stage one day.
1: That's a boring thing to say. Yeah.
0: But yeah, but I I'm mean, never, girls was
1: way better than this movie. I'll never watch yeah. this again. Uh, me neither.
0: That's it. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have questions or anything, uh, feel free to write into us at nostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to uh, David Tracero for providing tech support, Danny Barkley for um, editing our podcast, and thank you, Shelby. Thank
1: you, Shelby, for
0: being on our podcast. And, uh,
1: Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Jess. Cool. This is okay.
0: sick. Thank you, both. Woo!
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.